We have a very special guest tonight, Jamie Floyd. Yeah. Hello, Songtown. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have Jamie and share her story because, like you, she's been working at this a long time, and she's she had early success and bits and pieces of success, and she's worked her tail off and got some exciting things happening now, all the way to um, song uh, the Blade title track from a Grammy-nominated album and. So, just to kind of get started, you yeah. um, grew up in a musical family. I did. Um, they were from New York, and they moved down to Florida, and you started performing when you were two? I did. So, my parents, um, they're musicians, that's, that's their only job, <laughs> they didn't have regular day jobs, and um, they played all club dates around Palm Beach, and um, they, I mean, they were playing a gig the night, the night I was born, so it was only natural to... Uh, <laughs> You know, your water breaks, you unload the van, you then you take, go to the hospital. You go, yeah. you take a break. Sorry, <laughs> we're going to take 15, have a kid, we'll see you we'll be back. back. We'll see you we'll back. Be back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it was, but um, but it was only natural to, um, I got the bug really early and I started singing with them. We have videos of me doing, you know, in all the country clubs down there, singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow and and uh, Snow White yeah. songs were my, my first gig, you know, my, my go-tos. So I started with them really young and got real comfortable, and they uh, they discouraged me, of course. They knew how hard it was going to be, but um, but I couldn't help it, and so I got a really early start. Wow. Yeah. You were telling yeah. us that on and off over the years you have had publishing deals, mm -hmm. but you have worked like 16 years mm -hmm. in the food industry I have. To, to pay the bills in between those... Yeah, it was, at least for me, it was um, the most effective way to make money. It was the most effective use of my time because I could ask off. I could leave the job there. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have to take it home with me. I could ask off for shows, and during the day, my days were free to write. Right. Um, so I just packed in as much as I possibly could, and I've lived in Nashville. For so you wrote all day, and then you would work in the evenings. Right. I would, yeah. Uh, that's my life for the past, I mean, at least 10 years um, was the same grind. Like, I would leave the house at 9 right till three or four whenever I had to be in at work and then work for 10 hours, you wow. know, and just do it every day. And I got used to it, um, but it really makes you concentrate the song down and make sure you're using your time really wisely mm -hmm. um, because it's so, it becomes very, that much more valuable. Um, and that's kind of what ended up happening. And I did have publishing deals in between. Um, some of them paid me to where I, one of them paid me to where I got to quit for a little while, but the rest, I had to keep working, and then um, a few years ago, I I was about to sign a, a publishing deal again, and uh, I decided not to, and I decided to see what would happen if I did it myself, because I had made so many connections here, and I had, um, you know, really developed my co-writing relationships, and I thought, you know what, what will happen if I you know, just take hold and take control of my career and just follow my heart and see what happens. And I have had more happen since then right. than I did in all my publishing deals combined doing it. Um, I, I want to hear more about this transition into mm -hmm. all this good stuff you're having. But can yeah. we hear you play a song? Sure. First? Yes. Yes, you can. Grab this. Since we are everything. a music community, <laughs> I always like to play some music. Of course. Yeah. Of course, of course. Um, I guess since we're talking about it, I, I can play the blade. This song is um, yeah. So what, let's let's talk about how that came about, and then you can yeah. Can play um, it. So I I got kind of frustrated, and I even though I had walked away from that deal, I just knew in my gut it wasn't right. So kind of a, a no deal is better than a deal that you're not that's not right for you. So um, 
I was just kind of frustrated and I felt like I was forgotten by the industry. I felt like, man, I put in all this time and we nothing's happening. We can all happening. relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I just was really, um, I was just really kind of brokenhearted and a little bit down and I, um, but it really, I've always had a fire. I, I just am, am that way and I've always known that this is what I was supposed to do and I was just frustrated that nobody else knew it yet, you know? <laughs> and so I, um, I started booking co-writes, um, of course myself, which I've done over the years anyway, but I was just being real strategic about it and um, Mark Beeson and Alan Shamblin, um, the, the three of us, I had written with Mark alone, I had written with Alan alone, but we hadn't written all three together and Mark suggested, hey, why don't you me and Alan get together? And we got together about a month and a half after I walked away from the publishing deal when I had gone back to work full time and so I was exhausted and I, um, I was uh, just you know, I was getting ready to see if the decision I had made was correct. You know, I was, I'd chosen this path and, you know, there was no going back. And see, that's, that's a very important. Yeah. I tell people that all the time is that if there's a way to retreat, then it's very oh, yeah. hard to succeed. Yeah, there was no But plan you B. burned that bridge. You gave up that publishing deal, mm -hmm. just like you gave up that pop record deal. Yeah. You said, I, and you went forward and that's, yeah. that. That's what it takes a lot of times. Yeah, it would have been easy, and I, I would be lying if I told you that there were days where I questioned myself or yeah. when my family was like, how could you turn down a record deal, you know? <laughs> Are you crazy? And um, I knew I wasn't crazy, even though there were other people who thought I was. All along, I always was very, like, heart-centered, and I was I paid attention to my gut, and I have never done anything that I knew to be wrong yeah. in a business sense, and that has saved me from a lot of situations, even though they looked really great, you know? Um, I've, I've just always had the, the ability to walk away when I've needed to, and that served me better than anything. But... Um, all so you got to together say, with I, Mark Beeson yeah. and Alan. Mm -hmm. Got together with them, and the Blade, we had started on a different song, as, as sometimes that happens when you get in a new scenario with people. We just started on something, and Alan mentioned um, that he had seen a sermon where the preacher said, and sometimes in life you catch it by the handle, and sometimes you catch it by the blade. And he was like, something called the Blade, and Mark and I were like, huh. And we kind of beat around the bush for a few rights. Um, that, that one that day I had to go to work, so we had to leave, but we had the idea. <laughs> and then the next time came back and we took forever just to get the hook. So the rest of the song was very quick, but the hook, we like went around and around fighting about, you know, how how the hook was going to be you caught it by the handle then you catch it by the blade or i catch it by you know all these different things but then when we got so it so you to, actually looked at it from a lot of different all angles. the different perspectives because we, yeah. we 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 often talk mm -hmm. about jonathan's in the audience here and we talk about how your first way you think of it is not always the best way right so sometimes you have to keep digging and digging oh we yeah. dug so far i mean that was the most of our work we spent hours and hours and hours on how that should be said and then when we got um when we got it to say you caught it by the handle and i caught it by the blade immediately we knew it was about love immediately and then the whole thing came and i had to go to work that night and when we finished <laughs> it we were all like you know, we were all just kind of looking at each other like, what just happened to us? And I remember going to work and showing the lyric to one of my friends, one of my coworkers, and they were like, you did that before you got here. What is this? And everybody's freaking out when I show it to them. And uh, I was It's almost like, like oh. when, when you tap into that vein when it's right and you tap into that vein, it, it just, everything opens up, you know? Yeah, and that's what happened. That song changed my life. I mean, Ashley Monroe um, cut it last minute for her record and then... Vince Gill and Justin Ebank produced it, and right when we got in the studio with them to get to hear it, um, 
they tell us right before they press play, they're like, and by the way, Miranda Lambert's singing all the backgrounds. <laughs> and we just, it was, it was pretty amazing. And then we found out that Ashley, it was the only song that Ashley didn't write on her record. Wow. And she made it the title of the record. Oh, and you were saying this earlier when we were talking, you we were saying how if you'd had a publisher, he would have been saying, okay. Right. This is a ballad. This is a ballad. It's never going to get cut. Um, it's also absolutely never going to get cut if you don't write it with the artist. Um, outside cuts are almost impossible. So this was my song where it was a sad, sad song. It was a <laughs> ballad. It was not written by the artist. And, um, you know, it was the only outside cut on the whole record. And it was the title. Like, right. that's not supposed to happen. They'll all tell you that. And I was like, no, it, it's the song did that right. you know the song if you're not going to write up tempo positive radio you better write something that can be considered song of the year no. right and um and i you know i just you have knew, to go for it you do you have to go for it you have to fully commit you know and some people wouldn't even write that title because it's too sad or and i i've never subscribed to that and it's led me in the right direction yeah. so this changed my life and i was the grammy nominated waitress <laughs> this made this made me uh change me from a waitress to a grammy nominated okay waitress. i'm gonna get in the audience <laughs> on this one. Oh, okay all right well i will sit here get situated all right here we go so this is the blade Give it all you've got to give. 
chance, there's a chance you'll reach and they won't. to ask you is when you sit down to write something for a film are you is there any are you mentally doing anything different than when you sit down to write a song for like a country artist how what are the differences in that um i i enjoy writing for films so much because it is for me entirely more emotional and i have more emotional freedom than i have anywhere else wow um thing about film is they want to feel everything and they want it to be beautiful and they want it to be evocative of as much emotion as possible and they want you to do that however it is you need to do that and there are no well the radio is not going to play that unless you know what I mean and there's right. no it's um the whole thing is about supporting the emotion of a scene and so if I can lock into that emotion and I have the complete freedom to conjure whatever I need to do to make you feel that um, I I can go hog wild with that, you yeah. know. Um, and I feel like, of course, the country music world and the pop world have been my space for almost twenty years now. Writing, I've been you know writing for twenty years, and I um, there's a special place in my heart for that. And there's a there's a process, and there's a point to all of that, and there's a place for it. But if if I had my choice, um, except out, outside of doing my own records, which of course I do whatever I want anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, but for film they naturally want me to do what I love to do more than anything. And I think that's why I've had the work that I've had in film and I've had, you know, the the opportunity to do what I've done because um, it's all emotion-based, every last bit of it. And if they don't feel it, they want to feel it. You know, they don't want to get it over with. They, it's kind of the difference in you know. radio music and film in general is a lot of times you'll see these TV shows and... Um, they'll cover all kinds of dark subjects and but people for some reason driving to work mm -hmm. on the radio want to be pumped up they don't want to be you know mm -hmm. reminded of right. all this darkness and right you just kind of want to have a drive to it and you want to just feel good change that <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm, I've always been um, I'm just a product of you know musical mm -hmm. family and all that and I just um, or maybe it's just me, but I always want to be affected, whether I'm super happy or whatever yeah. it is. I want to be affected. I don't want to feel neutral. I don't want to forget it. I almost want whatever it is to grab me, whether it be good or bad. And with, with film, that's the whole thing, yeah. is every everything has to have a, a really significant weight, or else why is it there? Right. You know, um, It's not background. It's it's supposed to be... It's a, it's a part of a story... Um, I don't know. It's just interesting what they ask of you compared to commercial music, you know. And um, I've, I, um, I love, I love doing it. So, found a I, place there. <laughs> we have a question, Jonathan. Tons of them. One of the questions is, what are the parameters? You said you can't be too off script okay. and too on script mm -hmm. and so forth. 
So could you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, so when you um, have a script and you're meant to, and you, you need to basically punctuate this scene with a song. Um, so let's say the, the people are breaking up. Um, you can't have a song that says, I'm breaking up with you again, and I'm da-da-da. Like, you literally, you have to you have to guide everyone emotionally to what's happening without hitting them on the head with it. Um, and you It's almost to... like when, if you're writing a, a song for a product in TV, like, people go, oh, my song has a Cherry Coke in it. It'd be perfect commercial for Cherry Coke. And, right. But Cherry Coke doesn't want a song about Cherry Coke. Right. They want a song about how, how Cherry Coke makes you feel. That's right. So That's yeah. right. And so kind of um, you have to get your head. I, I love kind of taking on characters. Um, it's really, it's easier for me to interpret as though I am the character, you know. Um, which so is you're trying of, to convey the emotion of the scene but not the, go the point of view your right. name is bobby and my name is sarah and, and you left me and broke my heart right, right. that's too direct yeah. and people already know that right. so you have to give them something that they don't know so maybe if they're breaking up in the scene um and one of them is still in love and you find that out through the movie still in love with their high school girlfriend well what you want to do is get everybody in the gut with that emotion you know um within your your song um so you can't be too far away so if they're breaking up you can't be like you know <laughs> you can't be you can't take you know you can't um you have to honor the emotion without and with and to, and set it up where people can um read between the lines so all those all that's the film key. songs yes. yeah are about what have you put between the lines because that's what they want show them without to telling them kind of right thing. Yeah. and that that is true yeah. you know within commercial music as well but film you have more of a freedom because you already have an emotional layout in front of you which i love because half the puzzle's already there and i'm like oh this piece is going to fit here right this so piece is gonna with fit a country here. song you have to lay the story out so they know what in the heck is going and in on. Film, it's, it's but laid out for in already. film, you know mm -hmm. the story, so you can probably lean more to the emotion side of it mm -hmm. and really get them emotional. Yeah, you don't have to do that part of the process. Right. The fact that you don't have to come up with the scenario, that the scenario is there for you, you have the freedom to just emotionally explore it from the very first second. And especially if you get to read the whole script, you get the big picture, and it's just... For me, I I am able to invest and lock in pretty quick to that, just because I think as songwriters we all have a certain level of empathy and and sensitivity, and I have always, for better or for worse, been really sensitive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've used that, you know, for good and not evil, <laughs> just yeah. tried to make it work for me, you know. All right, we have Sweetwater, our sponsor, to thank for today. We love those guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. Down below, we have show notes. We have books that you can check out. Check out Songtown. We have a community, thousands of people worldwide that collaborate together. We help you level up your skills, help you write better. And when your songs are ready, we can help you connect to the industry. So check it out.